What is going on, beautiful people? I hope you are having a fantastic day. Welcome back to another episode of the Thrive Forever Fit Show. As always, I'm grateful for you. I'm pumped that you're here. And the fact that you spend your time listening to me rant and rave is unbelievably amazing to me. And I, I couldn't be more grateful for it. Secondarily, this podcast is sponsored by a brand new product that I have just released to the market. It's called Elite Collagen. If you're not taking a collagen product, then you just don't care about your healthy skin, your healthy hair, your healthy nails, your joints, your cardiovascular health, just your overall body wellness. Collagen is an amazing product that is going to help with everything. And listen, I mean, you're exposed to a lot of elements. Why not internally fortify your system with a beautiful collagen? But here's the situation. Some of you guys would know, hey, bud, I'm already taking a college. Appreciate you. Got gotcha. you. I got bad news. The problem is this. Most collagen powders are just that. They're powdered collagens, and they're made from bovine, which is cows, or porcine, which is pig's skin. Have you ever seen a cow's skin or a pig's skin? Some of them are plant-derived. We won't even get into those. The collagen, it's not even really a collagen product. It's a, a makeup of stuff that tries to become collagen. But if you're taking a collagen powder, one of those big hefty collagen, gross, chalky, whatever it is, just know that it's coming from skin of cows and pigs. And of course, they wash them. But if you've ever been at a pig farm or a cow farm, not the most savory of things. My collagen is a marine-based collagen. And here's the big thing. Forget all the other shit I've already said. Here's the differentiation between mine and the one you're already taking. Mine is half a tablespoon every day. It's a delicious chocolate mint flavor. And here's, here's the big stuff. Here's the, here's the real deal. Here's what nobody's telling you. The powdered collagens get broken down inside of the gastrointestinal stomach, inside of the stomach. That's not where collagen gets absorbed. Collagen actually gets absorbed and has a higher efficacious benefit if it's absorbed in the small intestine. Well, see, mine passes through the stomach based on a beautiful collection of, of polymers and a collection of these peptides. If you heard that, that's just Rudy taking a sneeze. He likes to be introduced in some of these podcasts, and I didn't give him a proper shout out. But my collagen actually passes through the stomach and gets digested inside of the small intestine, which is where all the magic happens. Your powder product's not even making it there. So you're getting very minimal, if any, efficacious um, effects from drinking that chalky, gross-tasting powder product. So if you're interested, just go to thriveforeverfit.com. Go to my store. You'll see Elite Collagen on there. You can pop me a note. I'll give you all the details. It is unbelievably amazing. I've been taking it for a while um, because I've been testing it and, and creating it and everything. Guys, it is revolutionary and it is unbelievable. I can't wait for you to try it. Elite Collagen. Go grab yourself some today. Take care of your skin. Jefferson, welcome to the show, brother. How you doing? Thank you for having me on, Jay. Doing fantastic, bro. Couldn't be Dude, better. I am excited, excited for this chat, man. My show is a lot like me and you hanging out at a coffee shop, just uh, jamming on some success talks and like just having a good time. One of the things that caught me like in a good way was when I was looking at your website. I mean, you've got, I mean, probably one of the, you know, the simplest quotes out there, right? But it's, it's really relevant as you're, you're one decision away from a completely different life. And let's just kick it off with that, man. Like, what does that quote mean to you? 
that uh, I got chicken skin all over my body. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I mean, it is, it's just simple as that. And the big thing is that for me, it was, it came down to, to one decision to finally do something about all these feelings that I'd had for years and years and years. And, you know, one of the big ones was to get sober. I, I started drinking, smoking pot when I was 13 years old. And I went down that path for, for 20, 20 years. Were you trying to, were you just kind of like masking with that? Were you trying to like just stop, put, you know, shove those, shove those feelings into a box? I was, uh, it was, and still am the oldest of four boys named after my dad, who's a badass. He's a Las <laughs> Vegas firefighter, like one of the most well-known firefighters in Las Vegas firefighter history. All right. And you know, there was a lot to live up to a lot yeah. of responsibility being the oldest brother and being told my whole life that these guys are looking up to you. They're watching you with a microscope and everything that you do, they're going to think is okay. And, you know, God, they followed me almost exactly in my footsteps too, and got into drinking, smoking pot. Thank God I didn't do any like crazy shit. They probably would have followed me down that road too. Yeah. But you know, there was, uh, after really looking back at it, I wasn't aware of this at the time, but looking back at those years and those decisions and the habits and behaviors, you know, that's, that's exactly what I was doing was masking that responsibility and the expectations. And man, it took me a long time to get the, the nerve and the, the courage to finally make the decision to get that out of my way. Cause it, it was, it's all in for me, all or nothing. And yeah. I always justified it. And I thought that I could do it socially and I would slow down for a period of time and I would feel so good about myself. And then I'd start just slowly bringing it back in a little bit. And then before I know it, there I am like every single day smoking weed and hiding alcohol for my wife. And until I could pull the trigger on getting that out of the way and focus all those same addictive tendencies on productivity and positivity and growth. Yeah. And I was just stuck repeating the same patterns over and over. You know, they talk about ride bottom, right? Like, I mean, that's a, you know, that's a pretty cliche thing, right? Though you got to hit ride bottom, blah, blah, blah. I mean, and I think for some people that means different things. Was there a, was there a rock bottom? Was there a one decision? Was there one thing that like, you're like, all right, man, now it's time. Or did that kind of just yeah. happen? You know what? There was, I mean, there was a lot of things that led up to the decision, but kind of the straw that broke the camel's back was it was a uh, one day I drank all day. I started at 10 o'clock in the morning golfing with my little brother, ended up at a concert that evening, going to Florida Georgia line and Nelly concert. And God, I just went hard that day. I, I brought a, a water bottle full of vodka into the event and then you know, by the time we were halfway through the event, I was belligerent and could barely walk, barely talk. I started getting a little irritable because now everybody's having fun and they're still coherent and I'm just like the farthest thing from it. So I ended up yeah. leaving the event. So I would quit making a fool of myself, getting in a fight on the way out. And I don't even remember why, but I'd knock this guy out, just headbutted him. And then it scared the heck out of me. And then I got in my car and I left the damn keys in the car. Somebody else was supposed to be driving, but I was scared and just left in the car drunker than I've ever been. And, you know, thank God I didn't kill anybody or kill myself. Ended up running from security and ditching the car and it got impounded. Supposed to go to a birthday party the next day with that car and take all the kids with it. So we ended up having to Uber all the kids to the birthday party. And I was so hung over that I couldn't even participate. And my whole family's there. Yeah. So it's like this really shameful day. 
that, you know, I'll never forget because it was like, I'd never want to do this again. I'm the oldest brother. I'm the, I'm a father and a husband. I want to be a good example and be somebody people can look up to. And two months later, I joined that mentor program with Grant Cardone. Two months after that, I finally got the nerve to have the conversation with my, my, my wife and tell her that I had a serious problem with drinking and she didn't even know half the shit that I was hiding from her about, you know, just drinking every single day and driving drunk all the time and smoking weed every day. And I mean, it was just, it just took that one decision, that one conversation, finally making the commitment to do something about it. Yeah. And I've been sober since that day and just kind of shifted all that focus towards business and growth. And, and now I've, I've got an incredible business and was able to save my marriage and and congrats, man. That's, I mean, yeah, I, I hate that you had to go through all of that to get to that place. But I mean, you know, I think we all have a journey, right? And yours was just a little bit more hectic and chaotic than, than, than hopefully most people with, with all of that, what were you doing at the time? I mean, it sounds like, I mean, it would be, you I mean, were obviously kind of functioning, but were you working? Yeah. Were you like, what was, I was. It? and it was, I was just a high functioning addict. Yeah. I had a, I had a sales job with the capability of making high six figure income, but I was barely skating by. I made my own schedule and I would work the minimum amount of hours so I could make my bills and then justify the time going home because I was so focused on getting back home to drink my 30 pack. Yeah. I mean, every day I'm going home at five 30 or six o'clock when I should be out there. That's like the golden hour to be out there talking to people and making contacts and selling windows, which is what I was doing at the time. And, you know, it was just, once I started making the decision to switch out some of those bad habits for good ones and productivity and staying yeah. focused on my goals, providing a better quality of life for my family. I mean, I, I tripled my income in, in a matter of just a couple of months, just by changing the level of activity that I was doing. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about those habits. I mean, because I, a lot of times, you know, like I deal with a lot of people who just want to lose weight or want to like, you know, they feel like crap. They're, you know, I mean, they're addicted to feeling like shit or they're addicted to food, or they're addicted to food and booze, or, you know, a lot. I think yeah. everybody has the propensity to be addicted to something, right? Because a lot of times, if you're running from, if you're running from anything, you're usually going to be using something as that vice. And Absolutely. so for you, how was the, because I think this is so powerful, you, you just said it, you said, I replaced bad habits with good habits. Like, what did that look like for you? And did you know to do that? Or did you just think, okay, like today I got to do this instead of that? You know what? I think there was a little bit of it that was just, you know, I was just following the advice of a mentor. Okay. So I guess I kind of did do it on purpose, but the most of the things that I was doing was just out of, you know, making things in my life unacceptable that should have been unacceptable to begin with. But I started just blocking out all the negativity with the content, the TV, the people that were negative in my life. And I just completely replaced those things and had a calendar that was full of things that were productive. So there, there really wasn't any room for those things anymore. Yeah. And I, I went, so I've, I'm writing a book right now. It's called All In because of this, you know, like this addictive nature that I have. And I know that a lot of people have that are entrepreneurs. Yeah. Is you, you're either all in, in this direction or you're all in, in this direction. There's not a whole lot of gray area for me Right. So now for the past five years, it's been slowly getting more effective and more efficient and using calendars and assistance and hiring a bunch of people. You know, I went from just me running the company for the first 18 months and a couple of salespeople to now we're approaching a hundred people 
And, you know, when you can buy back your time like that and have just incredible people on the team, there's some amazing things that you can do with your time and the, the efficiency that you can grow a company with solid people that because of this culture environment that I've created within my company, people want to be a part of something that's going somewhere. Yeah. That they can see themselves having their own type of success in. Man, it's so cool. And it all started, you know, I, what you did, I call it like auditing your inputs. Like you just started auditing what you were allowing into your life. And when you do that and you don't allow that negativity and the nonsense in, it really does allow you to, to focus. And you, you just elevated your standards. Like you just, you no longer tolerated those, those weak behaviors from yourself. And as a man, it's hard to, hard to say, like I had weak behaviors, man. I was, I was not acting in the level that I knew I should have been. So Hats off to you for being able to do that. And then everybody listening, it didn't start with anything monumental. It doesn't sound like it sounded like you just started showing up for yourself today and then doing it again tomorrow yeah. and then the next day. And you, um, yeah, I mean, go ahead and drop the number on us, man. Cause I mean, you've grown this business from let's just say zero to like, I mean, what, you know, you're, you're one of the, the biggest businesses in Utah, especially in the window world. So, yeah. so what are we doing now? So, yeah, we, we did a million the first year just by myself, closed every single deer, every single deal. And then the second year we did 2.2 million cool. in 2019, 2020, 2020 was crazy, man. I made some big goals for that year. And, you know, then the pandemic hit, everybody's yeah. scared to death. I called an emergency meeting on March 17th. Everybody's sending me text messages like, we don't know what to do. Uh, we're, we're starting to prepare and buy toilet paper and all this stuff. And everybody's just like feeding into all of the, the social media right. and the news. And I called an emergency meeting. I was like, listen, I think this is all bullshit. And whether you guys believe it or not, we are not slowing down. We're going to actually harder than we've ever gone. We're going to train harder. We're going to become better salespeople. We're going to work longer hours while everybody else is contracting. We're going to expand and keep hiring people. And we're going to come out the other side of this thing on the top of this industry. And man, I got everybody bought in to going hard and Love it. and it was, there was not a better time in history to, to catch people at home about their replacement windows. Couldn't and be better. By 500% <laughs> in 2020. And we did, we went from 2 million in 2019 and we did 10.5 million in 2020. Come on, man. I mean, how awesome is that? I mean, you had you and the team, right? The team had to be like, first of all, oh, yeah. I think that I there's a couple, the bought in. there's a couple of things we got to unpack there, right? Like, People don't follow somebody they don't believe in. So you could have shown up to that meeting, let's say your previous self, you know what I mean? Before you decided to make these changes and not a soul would have followed you, right? You showed up to that meeting and were convicted about it. You, you talk about like emotional leadership and why it's effective. Like, you know, these people believed in you and they're like, all right, dude, like if we're going to do it, let's go. And look what, go. You, look what you guys did, man. That's got to be yeah. how pumped were your people? How pumped were your employees and your, you know, people who work with you? Oh man, we had, we had some excitement during those, those months. You that's know? life. That's life changing money for some people, man. Yeah. I mean, we were bringing people in and, and still to this day, it's one of my favorite parts of running a business like this is the opportunities that you can provide people yeah. and building belief in them that they, they had no idea that they were even capable of doing things like this before and yeah. taking somebody from making 30 grand a year to now, you know, I've, I've got guys that are 20, 21 years old we, that believe in what we do. And they're so convicted about our process and what we stand for and what separates us from the rest of the companies out there. And dude, they're, they're making 10 grand a month. I got one guy that is 
just had like a $27,000 a month. And that these guys are just kids. Yeah. Well, incredible. And they wouldn't be able to do what they're doing if they didn't have somebody that believed in them that they could then believe in, right? It talks, it's like that mentorship you talk about, like, you know, why mentorship and personal development is so important. I mean, it changed your life. And that's probably why you're so convicted about it now, like growing and and evolving and and helping your team, like move to the next level of that. You mentioned a mentor earlier, and I want to kind of circle back to that because I'm a big believer in that. Like I've had a, a coach or a mentor for the last 10 plus years. And I can't, and even, even the more successful I get, people are like, well, you don't need that anymore. And I'm like, are you crazy? Now you need it more than you needed it more now than you do when you weren't successful. So what's, what are your thoughts on that? And how did you, I mean, obviously you had a dad as a leader, right? Your dad was a, a badass, but how did you like find the, the world of personal development and mentorship? What was that first soiree like for you? You know what? It, uh, it started, man, I got exposed to the, the sales industry and, you know, I'd, I'd had a sales job selling blenders at Costco's and, you know, I'd never really been exposed to the personal development side much back then. It was my mom that kind of turned me on to Tony Robbins and, yeah. and Esther Hicks. Oh yeah. And, you know, I, I had had some influence early on in my life, but never really took it seriously until I started getting involved in a, it was a insurance company. And they were recruiting, heavy recruiting company. And, you know, I didn't do well in that company. I wasn't ready at my, at that stage of my life yet, but it, you know, it was a blessing because it exposed me to this, this culture of personal development and reading books. And I started getting exposed to people that were operating at a high level for the first time and success stories and just a ton of positivity. And that, that kind of just was one of those moments when it planted a seed and now there was like this new ceiling there's new possibilities and then you know when i i ran into grant cardone i he actually got recommended to me by my uncle that's three months older than me we're best friends growing up our whole lives and he's like man you gotta look into this guy grant cardone he's got youtube and he narrates his own books and he's got great energy i think you'd love him yeah and i I tapped into that and then just the, the right time in my life, the right message, the right person with a similar story, overcoming addiction. Yeah. And man, I, I tapped into that, that mentor program and all the, you know, a couple hundred mentees and built relationships in there. And now it was that new level and I was ready to do something about it. Yeah. That's the cool thing, man. You gotta be ready. Right. And like the, the whole grant story, I mean, selling cars, very similar path, like, you know, doing drugs and drinking and not really living the not really living the optimal lifestyle. And he'll even tell you today as successful as he is, Hey, listen, if I can do this, you can do this. Yeah. You know, he's just willing to outwork everybody. You know what I mean? And that, that's the, that's the cool thing. So you join, so you find Grant through your uncle kind of, did you read any of his books first? Did you just kind of like start dabbling? Yeah. That was my first exposure to him was the 10 X rule. Yeah. I read it. Loved it. Audible. Me too. And it was, you know, the guy's energy is incredible and his, you know, his accent, his yeah. story, he's just easy going. And, yeah. you know, one of the things that, that I've done that, you know, I talk about it in different ways, cause I'm still trying to figure this out is comparing yourself to people. Sure. But I was comparing myself to Grant Cardone and the way that he talks about it and how possible he makes it seem. Cause he, he really is. He's just a, this, this old boy from this small town in Louisiana. Yeah. And he's got incredible work ethic and he had big dreams for himself. And now for the past five years, I've basically just followed every word 
and emulated everything that he has done to reach his level of success. And I've gone from, you know, I made 75 grand in 2017 and was a drunk and, you know, on the verge of losing my marriage and losing my family to now, you know, we'll, we'll do close to $20 million in sales this year. And I'm throwing an event. Dude, to- go ahead, go ahead and smile for a second. Let's, I mean, come on, man. Yeah. I was- I mean, are you shitting me? Or you said that? So, yeah, I made $75,000, but I did 20 million. Come on, dude. You gotta be, I mean, that's amazing, bro. Like that's yeah, really man. cool. There's, there's a lot that can happen once you just make a decision in your life to not make the things that are causing the same results acceptable anymore. And yeah. just going after your dreams. Now tell me, tell me about the event you're going to host. And then I've got a question for you about comparison. Like when you said that about Grant, because I think there's a couple of ways you look at that, but go ahead and tell me about, so your host, is this your first live event you're going to be hosting? Yep. First live event. I've been to dozens and dozens of events over the past five years, Love but it. I'm partnering up with some incredible experts and business advisors in the home services industry. It's, it's called the home services scaling summit. Uh, it's September 21st and 22nd this year in Salt Lake City, Utah. We also have a virtual component. And man, it's it's exciting to be able to now take all the experiences and the, the tools and methodologies that I've used to get to this level yeah. and now be able to get back and help other small businesses be able to scale really quickly. So cool. And I'll put that link in the show notes so everybody can easily find it, get the dates and everything like that. Right on. Thank you. Y- y'all absolutely, brother. You said, I, you said I compared myself. And so, you know, I think comparison's a double-edged sword. If used inappropriately, it can really set you back, right? Because it can yeah. be like the thief of joy. If you're like, oh, well, look how successful Jefferson is. Like, I'll never, I'll never have that. Like he's, you know what I mean? You start making up this story about how we're different. Yeah. You did, you did the exact opposite. You said, I'm going to compare myself to this person because success leaves clues and we're not that different. Yeah. Like if, if this dude can do it, I can do it. That's kind of how I use comparison. Like I'll look at somebody and, and I want that. Like I want somebody who's more successful than me so that I can be, you know, I don't even have to catch them, but I'm damn sure going to get right on their heels and chase them. Cause if I yeah. do guess what's going to happen to me success. And so you use comparison intelligently and appropriately. And so whenever you hear comparison guys, everybody who's listening, like it can be used as a tool. And that's exactly what you did. You did. And that's so smart, brother. It is, you know, and I, I've, I've battled with it because there's also the people that I know compare themselves to other people and it, and it works against them totally. and they get down on themselves yeah. and, you know, they're comparing themselves to people at such a high level and, and they are saying stuff like, you know, that's just, that's for them. That's not for me. Right. And that's just, you know, I, you probably do that at some level. Sometimes Grant has accomplished such incredible things with his life. Sure. But I mean, the guy really is, he's just an average guy, but he's got incredible work ethic and he's been consistent for years and years and years doing productive things with his life and building an incredible organization. And there, there is no reason why I can't do that. Love that. I, I 1 million percent agree with you. I, I think there's, you know, I, I tell people all the time, like, you know, you can be, do and have whatever in life you want, if you're willing to you know, take the necessary actions, right? You know, Grant talks about a lot about like the 4A system. And he said, but we're going to stay over here in the last one, which is action. You know, and the problem with, with just taking massive action is sometimes it can feel chaotic. And so you got to be able to kind of manage chaos. Yeah, ever. <laughs> yeah you got to be able to manage chaos. But when you get good at managing chaos, that's when the magic happens, right? You can like some really powerful things will happen personally and professionally. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Let's shift back over. Because I mean, obviously uber successful businessman, you know, got the live event coming up. You're writing a book. You got a really successful podcast. 
how has this transition affected your personal life? You know what? It was, uh, man, when I made that hard of a shift into my business and the focus on sales and growing this thing, recruiting, developing people, there were some other things that took a hit. I bet. And, you know, I bet you, I bet you lost some people. I bet you lost some people you thought were friends and, yeah, so there has been, like you know, you'll hear this and even Grant talks about it, that along the way, as you're starting to change your, your habits and your behaviors and taking your life to the next level and really doing things that a lot of people aren't willing to do, you'll have people calling you out on it and telling you to slow down and smell the flowers and yeah. enjoy yourself. And I got to experience that for the first time. And just out of the blue, people that, you know, we don't talk very often and and for whatever reason, they felt compelled to call and tell me that I needed to slow down and take it easy and enjoy the process. And then my family took a hit also, man. It was, uh, you know, such a focus and I wasn't quite prepared yet or experienced enough to communicate the things that I was doing and how they fit into that. And, and it, it took me some time. And luckily, you know, I pay attention to these things and I, my, those relationships are so important to me that I wanted to make sure that they understood what I was doing, why I was doing it, where we're going, how they fit in. And, you know, over the years I've, I've gotten pretty damn good at that. And now my relationships are better than ever. My, my marriage, you know, was literally on the brink of disaster. I can imagine. And now we've got an incredibly strong relationship. We actually in, uh, three and a half hours we're heading to date night our regular scheduled date night that we do Smart every man. friday that you know four years ago that was just like this pie in the sky dream it's like yeah, yeah right you know date night how silly is that and now it's it's an important part of our process because you know you build this incredible business and you know create this lifestyle and buy all these things and deteriorate all your relationships while you're doing it, then yeah. what the hell did I even do this for? Yeah. Look, my, my wife, Lori, and I do the same thing every Friday. It's mandatory. There's no negotiations. There's no, it's, it's, yeah. in, the cal it's in the calendar. That's so smart, man, that you do that, that it's just, you know, I could see it in your face, how happy that piece of it makes you as well. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, the, the millions of dollars are awesome, but without that relationship, it would be, it wouldn't feel as, it wouldn't be as fulfilling. No, man. I mean, that's, that's what I do all this for, you know, my, my kids, my wife, and of course I do it for myself too. But yeah. you know, if, if I don't have them, I, I don't go nearly as hard. None yeah. of this means anything without them. I, I talk about this a lot. Um, you know, I think people oftentimes things like they're just changing their own life. And I think that's could be for the furthest thing from the truth. Like when you change in a positive way, like you did, you changed multiple people's lives. I mean, you're okay. obviously, obviously your core, you yeah. know, your wife, your, your family, your, your parents, everything else, but think about all the lives of the, the guys and the, the gals that are working for you now that now have the opportunity to live a life that they'd never even dreamed of because you decided on one day to make one decision. And so you're always one decision away from having a completely different life, not just for yourself, but for everybody else. And I believe that we're here on this earth to make it a better place. And you did that by being willing to be hard on yourself, man. So hats off to you for doing that, brother. Thanks, man. Yeah, I've started to see the kind of ripple effect that you create. And it is, man, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite parts of being in business is the success stories. And, you know, I heard some statistic and most, I think that's like 
the old saying is 78% of statistics are made up on the spot. Sure. <laughs> it was, you know, if you make a positive impact on somebody's life and it, it has this ripple effect. And especially to the tune of changing their life where you're triple, quadruple, and, you know, sometimes even higher for their, their income. Yeah. And you're affecting hundreds of thousands of other people's lives just by every one person that you change their life. Absolutely. So we are, man, we're making a big difference. And now, you know, the leadership aspect of it and developing other leaders, you make yeah. it even bigger impact when you're developing leaders that now go out into the world and make big waves 100%. with the people that they're around as well. So cool. Now let's get back to some seriousness because all this success comes with some pressure, right? Comes with some- Certainly does, man. Comes with some, you know- that chaos so, that you're talking about. Yeah. So let's talk about adapting to high stress, like high overwhelm situations. I think right now, a lot of people are feeling high anxiety, high stress, high overwhelm, 100%. even in just their personal lives. So like strategies, tactics, tools, like what do you do when it's like one of those days where you feel like you got a thousand pounds on your back and you got to squat it? Like, well, how do you handle it? Oh man, that's, it feels like every day. <laughs> I've been going so hard for five years. There's, if you want to really accelerate the process for yourself, for your business, for your family, for the people around you, it's, it is a ton of responsibility. And there's this anxiety. Like every day I got this anxiety. I got a lot of people relying on me to show up and keep pushing this thing forward. Yeah. Today is, is no exception. I mean, from five o'clock in the morning when I hit the gym, until 10 o'clock at night, it is literally nonstop back to back. The calendar is completely full. My wife was just standing here at the doorway as we were starting the podcast. She has my calendar. She knows exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. She thought she had an extra five minutes with me. And she starts giving me this look. It's like, aren't you used to this by now? <laughs> like, you know that I'm back to back. I shouldn't have to tell you that I'm in back to back meetings. And then I got a podcast and then I got three calls right after this. But hey, we're going to date night after that, baby. But Right after that, it's all you and the phone gets left in the truck and it's just me and you for some alone time. And then Smart we're going to our secret spot right after dinner. So that's one of the ways you manage stress. I assume that that is a really great decompression for you is that built in date night. So I think people all oftentimes think that it has to be like this secret thing you read in a book. It's like, okay, you take 17 deep breaths and stand on your head yeah. in the corner and, you know, <laughs> drink tea with your left, you know, pinky toe pointed straight you're just, you're spending quality time with your wife, man. And that's, yeah. you know, there's no secret formula for that. It's just planning it and doing it. And you know what? A lot of it is just my self-talk, man. I mean, mm -hmm. you have to become a master at talking to yourself positively. I agree. I mean, if you have any doubt about the, the activity, the time, and is this stress worth it? You're going to, you're going to start having doubts. There's yeah. uncertainty. You're going to lose momentum. And so for the past five years, I've slowly been building up to this place where now I can accomplish so much in a day, in a week, in a month. And I, I, you know, I'm running off of five, six hours of sleep and I'm accomplishing as much in a week as most people accomplish in a month. Yeah. And when you can run at that kind of pace and you're in this season of growth in your life, you want to accomplish big things. You can make up a lot of ground on those people that you compare yourself to. And you can accomplish some incredible things with your life that you know, most people will never do because they're not willing to have those kind of sacrifices and that weight on their shoulders and the pressure. Yeah, that's not easy to do. You know, I'm going to ask you this question because I'm thinking about like what I do. 
Because I mean, I'm a, I would, I consider myself like a master of positive self-talk. Like I say, the meetings I have with myself are always phenomenal. Like, I mean, I'm, I talk to myself more than I talk to anybody else, but what do you do on those days when that's not working? Like, do you have somebody else that you, do you have like a buddy? Do you have a, you know, is there somebody else where you're like, you know, you can pick up that phone and be like, Hey man, oh man, like what's going down? Like, do you, you have, the, do you have those people? I mean, the reality is, is that after the first year, it was tough. I was dealing with the addiction and the pressure and the uncertainty. It's like, oh God, I don't know how long I keep this up, if I'm going to keep it up. And it was scary. And now it's, you know, I I do have my wife. She's incredible. And we're, we're, we're a great partnership. And she's that person that I can be a little bit vulnerable with. But, you know, realistically, I don't have anybody else that I can be vulnerable with. And, and it's just me against me. So when it gets hard and I got questions and I got, you know, just the pressure is mounting and I got back-to-back calls and I got an event that I'm doing. I got a book that I'm writing. I got all these people that want to meet with me. It's like, you know what? You signed up for this, bro. You signed up for this. You got to go. Let's go. Agreed. Just keep uh, on pushing. I, I think you're right, man. You know what? I'll offer you this, dude. I've written books. I host live events. I've done some of the same things. You can feel free to call me anytime, my man. Appreciate it, Jay. Absolutely, dude. And I I think that's important that, you know, we all have somebody out there that maybe just gets it, right? They don't always have to say anything, but it's like, at least I know this dude gets it. And I'm I'm not, you know, oftentimes I'll ask my wife, you know, I'll go and ask Lori. I'll be like, am I crazy? Like, because this is what I think, you know what I mean? Because I'm thinking at this high level of like, you know, the possibilities. And I don't know that a lot of people think they're thinking that way. So I get where you're coming from. Yeah. But I, I agree, man, you got to have, you got to have an outlet and I've gotten good at doing it myself because I, I feel like I have to be the strong person all the time and being mm-hmm. vulnerable is a challenge, but God, it's, it's been good to have my wife as that support system yeah. that I can have those, those vulnerable conversations with and hash out some stuff that I'm dealing with. But for the most part, man, if, if you're going to do big things with your life, you got to be resilient and you yeah. got to build up this calloused version of yourself that can that can push through some uncertainty and anxiety and fear yeah. and just keep pushing and know that it's going to work out and you got what it takes i agree let's talk about the gym because you mentioned that how big of a role does your does your physicality play within your mindset and being yeah. able to do all the the things that you do I, I own a i own a gym like i'm big in the fitness industry so i for me it's like without it, it's like my best therapist yeah. right so how, how does that play a role in your life and what you're doing well, it's, uh, it's been an integral part over the past three years. For the first eight years of my marriage, I let that slip and my health wasn't all that big of a concern for me. But, you know, since really starting the business and then pushing my limits as far as the time that I can put into a day and effectiveness and, and hours of sleep, you know, I started to really wear myself thin. And in uh, 2019, I started just by going back to the gym, laying on the turf and starting to stretch, starting to take it a little bit more seriously. And now, you know, last year I did a physique show. Shut up. That's awesome, dude. A hundred days straight. And man, it was incredible experience right after I'd done 75 hard. Now I had this confidence, like, man, I could do this physique show. Yeah. And I worked my ass off and I ended up winning. And then, uh, you know, now it's just turned into, everyday part of my life. Every yeah. single day, me and the wife are getting up at four o'clock in the morning. We're at the gym by five o'clock. Phone calls start at eight. And without that 
alone time in the morning and that ride back and forth to the gym with my wife for us to have a little bit of time together and talk about the day and yesterday and conversations and business, you know, it's, it's just the way that you start off your day is so important. Yeah. And when you, you can start out with some winds and blood flow and some, you know, some epinephrine getting flooded through your system, it's like, man, I'm ready to go. It doesn't matter how much sleep I've got. I am ready to go. You mentioned routines, right? And how critical they are for the development of habits has, I mean, I, I'll give you an example. So the guy I was telling you about before we started the podcast owns a, you know, giant HVAC company, really successful. And they were mapping out like, Hey, how do we go to the next level? What's in the way? Like, what are the roadblocks? And he realized that one of the roadblocks was his health. Yeah. Right. So I think a lot of times in business, we're not thinking about that. We're thinking about cash flow, inventory, yeah. employees, HR issues. I mean, let's, you got Sometimes you got to get down your health. You don't have anything, man. The most granular thing. And he's like, if I don't get my health where it needs to be, I'm not going to be able to perform at the level that I need to perform at. So whatever business you're doing, I don't care what it is. I mean, I think health and fitness, and I'm not talking, look, not everybody has to be able to do a, a show. Not everybody has to have a six pack, but if you're not taking your health and your fitness seriously, it's going to impact your business, your relationships, your finances. And people always get crazy when I say that. They'll be like, well, what, how do, what, is, what does being healthy have to do with your finances? And I'm thinking, man, it has, it's all connected. Like it's, or for me, it is like, it's all it connected. Is, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And if you're yeah. not serious about your health, if you're making justifications and compromising your health, what else are you compromising in your life? Yeah, dude, that's so cool. And so this, let's, I, I don't think we even touched on this. So was it about 10 years ago? Is that when you kind of made the shift or five years ago? Like when was this like, when was this, when did the needle start to shift in your favor? So it was November of 2017 that I joined that mentor program. Okay. So it hasn't even been five years. That's so awesome, man. And just really started turning it up. And the, uh, you know, the activity level, the habits, the business, the commitment to family and, and doing the most productive thing at all at every given moment. There's all of these things that I continue to just rattle through my head all the time. Why I'm doing this, the commitments that I've made and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been a wild ride. These last couple of years have been just nonstop taking very little time off. And it's, it's that season of growth. I call it. I'm, I yeah. told my wife, I keep telling her, it's like, we're, we don't have to do this forever, baby, but right. right now is the season for growth. Yeah. Separation season. You're just, yeah, you're just trying to get out there as far as you can in front of it so that you can, you know, eventually do those things. Dude, that's so awesome, man. Tell me about the personal development side of it that you've now kind of got this, you know, cause I'm a big believer is like when you get to a certain place with your own success and your own, you want to start giving back, you know, yeah. you want to start doing things that, 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 like you said, preparing other people for leadership and, and mentorship. Is that, is that kind of why you've kind of started to write the book and the podcast and the live event is, is to give back and, and do that piece of it. It is man. Yeah. Yep. I want to, I want to make an impact, not just with the people that work for me, but you know, there's, there's millions of people out there that I can make an impact on that are going through similar things in their life, in their business, in their the relationships, leadership, communication, all these things that I've struggled with at one point that I know that I can offer value to. And I've, I got a little taste of it early on in my business of those success stories and making an impact on people's lives. And it's like, man, I've, it's like I have an obligation to share and to put myself out there and to, and to, 
tell people what's possible for themselves. And the reality is, is only 5% of people are ever going to do something with it. But I'm going to focus on those 5% because that 5% when you're talking about millions of people is let's, let's talk 5%. about that, dude. Cause that, that, that gets me, man. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm in, you know, I've got coaching clients all over the world and it, the hardest thing, and I always tell people this, the hardest thing for what I chose to do is that's, that's to help people optimize their life, make a transformation usually has something to do with weight, right? You know, losing weight to get to another place to where you want to be. But if only five, dude, I've got a 5%, I've got a 5% win rate on that. And it's hard. You know what I mean? It's like, and sometimes I'm like, why don't you sign up for this? Cause it's so, you know, you want to, I want to help everybody. It's just in my DNA. Like if you come into my, that's what I said to you a while ago. Like, I don't even know you. I'm like, you're going to get my cell phone number after this is over. If you ever decide to use it, that's up to you. But that's the kind of person I am. I'm like, I want to be a resource for people. Yeah. How do you, how do you process that when you know that only 5% are going to do the things that, that, you know, that you yeah. tell them to it's, do? How- it's just a, you know, it's just the reality of it. Yeah. And it's, it really was difficult for me in the beginning to grasp that. Yeah. And, and some of my mentors had kind of started to point that out because, you know, we want to help everybody. Right. We don't want to just settle for the 5%. But the reality is, is that you can either settle for the 5% that are going to do something or just not do anything at all. I agree. Or just be disappointed yeah. and not do anything at all. So that all I can do is just focus on that 5% that I know are at the right place in their life. They're going to be ready for a message. And, you know, sometimes it's me, sometimes it's somebody else. But yeah. the reality is, is that most people stay average and ordinary for a reason. It's because 95% are just drifting through life and they're not taking anything seriously. They're not going to do anything out of the ordinary or uncomfortable. Yeah. But that other 5%, we can make an impact on and they're going to change their lives. It's going to be the right person, right message, right time in their life. And they're going to go out and change the world just like we're trying to do. Yeah. You know, I always think of this Nick Saban quote, and you've probably heard it. I'm a, I'm a huge college football fan, but he, he taught, he says, um, average players want to be left alone. Good players want to be coached, but great players want to be told the truth. And that's, I think that's the 5% you're talking about of those 5% that are looking for the truth. And I think that's, I think that's where I, that's what got me when I got into this personal development world is, and that was the hardest thing, right? It's like, first of all, being told the truth, accepting the truth, and then doing something about it. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's one thing for somebody to tell you the truth, but if you don't want to hear it, then you're just going to be full of shit. Like, no, nah, that Jefferson guy, he didn't know what he's talking about, right? But when you're ready and you get a guy like you who, you know, I mean, look, if you can do it, look where you came from, right? Like yep. you shouldn't, you, on paper, you should not be where you are, but you made one decision. And I think that's what I want people to hear is you made one damn decision, dude, to make it, to make a life change. And you had one hard conversation and that one hard conversation, you told the truth, and it led to something miraculous. Like the lives you've changed now, I can't, we probably can't even put a number on it, right? Because yeah. those, those, those kids that are making 10, 10K a month, 20K a month, you're not just helping him, you're helping his family, maybe his mom, maybe, you know what I mean? Like there's Absolutely. so many people and there's, you, can't, you can't quantify it. So I don't know. I just think that that's so powerful. Um, I feel better just, I feel better having you on the show. I know. I'm, I'm pumped, dude. I love, I love meeting guys like you who are doing awesome stuff like this and, and making a huge impact in the world. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Yep. I think, this I think is, it's, uh, this is one of my, one of my passions now it's, I remember the first podcast I did, I was scared to death. It's I weird. Was, isn't I was it? So committed. <laughs> you know, 
I want to do it so bad. And the, the first sales phone calls that I'm making for my event, you know, I got, you know, you got the nerves, you got the anxiety, but yeah. there's, you got this commitment. There's things in your life that you're going to have to get past the fear on if you want to accomplish great things and the, the progress and the change of trajectory in your life is always on the other side of the most difficult shit you'll ever do. Yeah. That tough conversation. Yep. Was, was well worth it. All right. Before we go, tell me about your podcast. What's the title? All in with Jefferson Rogers. Okay. So are you, who are you interviewing? You interviewing like just, is it, is it personal development? Is it, is it yeah. mentorship? Is it small business? Like what, what's it all about? So it is, man, it's small business owners and people with similar type of stories that have gone from one place in their life where they were sick and tired of being sick and tired, average and ordinary. And they made a big decision in their life to go all in and completely change the trajectory of their life. And then some of the impacts that they've made on other people. And the majority of them has been small business owners, you know, home service industry is, is my little niche. I started yeah. building houses with my dad when I was nine or 10 years old. And I've basically been in the home services industry my entire life. So those are my people. Yeah. We speak the same language. You resonate with that. Absolutely. Yep. And then what about the books? Are you still working on the book? Or are we close to? Getting dang close, man. We got okay. all the content out of the way. We just wrapped up the intro this morning. Actually, I did a call with my ghostwriter. Cool. We got the intro wrapped up. We're preparing it because I'm using it as a, a digital preview for the book at the event that I'm giving everybody. Okay, cool. And then first of 2023, we should be through all of the revisions and we're working on the cover and the, you know, the back cover, the inside cover. And yeah. there's, there's a lot of stuff that we're working on right now over the next Dude. six months, but early 2023 before I'm hoping before the end of the first quarter, we'll have the book out and it's called all in get unstuck, accelerate and go further faster. I love it. Dude, I've written two books and my hat goes off to anybody who's willing to undertake that process. Cause that big undertaking, man. People are always like, Oh, you should write a book. And you know, I used to think the same thing. I'm like, Oh, you'd be cool. You should write a book. After you write your first book, you're like, somebody says, Hey, you should write another one. You're like, I'll fight you right now. Like I, you have no idea exactly. <laughs> what it's like. And so I say that for this, whenever that book gets, comes out, um, please let me know so I can help you promote yeah. it. I can help you get out to the world and I appreciate it, man. You know, talk I'm going about for that Wall Street Journal bestseller, and I'm gonna need some help to get there. Yeah, yeah, we can't do it alone, man. So you let me know as soon, you know, let me know before it comes out so I can get ready to help you and and okay. get all the wheels in motion and do all that. I'll get everything linked in the show notes, your podcast, the live event, everything. Dude, you're an absolute rock star, man. I feel I feel better knowing you, and I know you just changed some lives today just through us having a little chat, man. So I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Jay. It's been a pleasure. Dude, I can't wait. Like I said, as soon as we hang up, I'm going to give you my cell phone and we're going to be buddies. Okay. All right, dude. Thanks for being on the show, brother. Appreciate it. Hey, before you go, I'd just like to say thank you again for listening to the Thrive Forever Fit podcast and watching on YouTube. It means the absolute world to me. And if you would, if you would do me one favor, and that is simply subscribe and review this podcast on whatever platform it is that you enjoy it on, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, doesn't matter. I would absolutely be so grateful and so thankful if you do that for me. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you again next week with an awesome, awesome episode. Bye.